0: was teaching and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. I would underline that. I would make sure I because people knew there were people that were getting healed. People were hearing about people getting healed. It says the power of the Lord was there to heal. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith. Everybody say, when Jesus saw their faith. Jesus sees our faith. He does. He sees it. He sees it and he, and you know, the Bible says that only by faith can we please God. So it says when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Now this guy's a paralytic. I'm gonna finish reading, but this guy's a paralytic. And so it's like, well, that's wonderful. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that's the greater need. That's the greater need, even with the paralytic. He needed his sin forgiven. Friend, your sin, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers. Uh, of the law began thinking to themselves who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy who can give sins who can forgive sins but god alone jesus knew what they were thinking he knows what i'm thinking he knows what you're thinking he knows what we're thinking and he asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk but you want to know if the son of man has authority To forgive sin. So he said to the paralyzed man. I tell you. Get up and take your mat and go home. Immediately. He stood up in front of them. Took what he had been lying on. And went home praising God. Everyone was amazed. And gave praise to God. And uh, they were filled with awe and said. We have seen remarkable things today. God. Is looking. For faith. Now. Now. This story, uh, my thought on as I was reading through this, and I heard this thought, and I went to the story and began looking it over. It took the faith of five. It took the faith of five people to cause this miracle to come about. Joe and I were talking about this this morning. The man lying on the mat, you know, we'd say, "Well, it was his faith." Really, it was. And because, it, okay, let me just say this. What if the man lying on the mat is going, put me down. I don't want to go in there. You, you, listen, just put me back in my house. Just leave me alone. No, he wanted to be healed. So it was his faith and then the other four guys. And now, see, my point is this. I'm looking at the other four guys right here, the other four people. And many, many things that God's called us to do. I'm looking at the people. And see, this is really, I'm gearing this to missions. But I'm not just missions on the other side of the world. Maybe missions on the other side of a street. Maybe missions in your family. Maybe there's people that need help, but it's like, well, you know what? When they get good and ready, they can just get up and get in their faith, and they can do whatever. Sometimes it takes two or three or four or five. How many people have you stood with over the years, and you can look at their life, and you know and they're doing great. I'm not trying to take credit; just trying to take a little bit of blame that people there's people in my world, people in my life that have that are doing better because we have connected our faith. Dana was telling me the other day; we, she just had this this thought, and we argued about it for a minute because that's what we do. <laughs> but she was telling me I didn't understand exactly what she was saying. But this is what she was talking about. This is what she was talking about. That basically, she she made this statement. If I can get it right, that basically. There's no really downtime as far as, oh, I don't have to have faith for anything. Because we're going to come in contact with people. And the thing is, is me having faith doesn't tax me. And, you know, faith doesn't look like a strain and a stress. Faith is, I know, like this song we're singing this morning. I know that God is working. I know that he never quits. I know. It's like, yep, it's there. I'm I'm strong in faith in that area. I know that today God is working in Indonesia. I know that. And so I'm investing. I'm putting my my finances in there. I know that God is working in certain places. Why? Because I know who God is. When you know what God says about himself and you believe it, God is a healer. And so Dana was telling me there's no time. Her thought was if I get it right, that basically it's not about we go from one thing and we go, oh, I'm, I'm done now. I, I don't even want to deal with anybody. I used to live like that. I'm sure some of us have too. We, we, we go through a tough season and then it's like, I'm just I'm out. I'm done. Well, the thing is, is, it's like we might be out and done with that problem or that situation or that battle that we fought through, but we're better off because when we fight through something, we're stronger. God's building us up to help others, it helps us too, but to help others. And, and and the thing is, is I can look at my own life and I can tell you that other people's faith helped me get where I am today. I'm talking about loving Jesus and, and being, uh, you know, having the word of God sewn into my heart. And and knowing that I know in my heart that the gospel is the power of, to save the lost. And knowing that if I pray for people, that's, that wasn't just all, all on me. Because we don't live in a vacuum. We don't live in an isolated situation. We live in a community. A community of believers. That's the reason God calls us a body. Because you do your part, I'll do my part. And we can help another part. We can help people that aren't even a part of us. Because that's what God does. He calls us a body. He calls us a community. That's what he calls us. And he says when we have fellowship, what's fellowship? It's we get together around who Christ is. He's the head, and we are the body. Now, here's the thing. When I, when I, when I took this thought, the faith of five, obviously I'm talking about this guy here, the guy lying on the mat. You, who are you? Today, you might be the guy lying on the mat, needing other people to come around you to help you. You might be, but you can't live there. You can't live on the mat waiting for, for somebody to get me from point A to point B. But there's a time that I was there. There have been times that I've been in that situation more times than I probably care to remember. But you know what? We don't live on the mat. Sometimes we gotta be the lifter of the of the of the mat. Sometimes we've got to be the carrier. We carry people. We carry others. God, God calls us. To not just have faith to survive, not just have faith to, to get by, but he wants us to have faith that pleases him and that touches others and that makes an impact, that makes a difference. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are we hoping for? This year, 2020, I'm hoping for some amazing things. I'm hoping that that, that in this year, my hope, my faith, is that we will we will impact more people this year, in the earth, in this community, yes, but not just stopping in this community, but extending and reaching into other places around the world and not just patting them on the head, giving them a little, oh, you know, hang in there, but really in a sense being being those that will lift the mat, being those that will lower the mat, helping people get to Jesus, finding a way to get to Jesus. That's who we are See, because if we feel like that we're independent, isolated, well, you know, nobody really needs me. Let me just say, I need you. We as a church, I wrote, I just had a, a couple of thoughts that I'd written down. And that is, that, okay, let me just read this real quick here. Um, if I can find this. God calls us a body. We're specifically designed to work together. We're designed to work together. But so, so let me tell you what the devil does. He comes in to drive a wedge. Because if he can drive a wedge between you and anybody, you know what will happen? You'll cut ties with everybody. Because, well, that person's in there and I'm not going back there. Well, You know what? The devil knows how to work. He knows how it works. He wants to drive a wedge and to cause us to have, take up an offense. We talked about it last week. Take up an offense. And that way you can be, I and I just can't be in there. It just does bad things to me wherever in there is. I love connect groups. And I'll tell you why I love connect groups. Because it's a place that we can become personally connected and we can share and pray with one another. And I can be a mat lifter, as it were. I can help lift the mat because people come in and you know what? They're more apt to to share what's going on in their life in a smaller environment than they are here. Because let's face it, in here, unless you catch somebody going out the door, you're not going to have a lot. Or come to the altar. You can do that too. But the thing is, is it's a relationship. I don't think that this guy was lying in his, on his mat wherever he happened to be lying. And he's yelling, somebody come and help me. Somebody come and help me. I believe these were his friends. I believe these were people that knew him. And they, they knew, they had heard that Jesus was there. And they went and they grabbed him because they'd heard he, there's miracles taking place. There's people that are being raised up and healed. See, I love it as a story, but when it becomes a personal conviction, oh, God's saving people. What do I need to do? I need to get those people to come so they can hear, or I need to get the gospel to them. I need to get people connected so that God can do in their life what He's doing, because God is saving, God is healing people. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to use our faith, not just to get stuff for ourselves. Definitely that. We live by faith, but also that we reach out into other people's faith in other people's lives with our faith. And so, you know, our role is designed to make the whole work. So if you sit here today and you say, you know what, it doesn't make any difference whether I show up or not, you're wrong. Now, it might not make a difference if you're not willing to do that thing that God has, called. well, that's so insignificant, that's so menial. That's so, friend, let me say this. Your role, you know, you 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 take a take a part of your body, whatever it is, and uh I'll take a big toe. A big toe is a big deal. <laughs> you lose a big toe and you know what happens? You you learn to to not stand on it very long because you don't have balance. If you didn't have any big toes, you couldn't balance. But that's not a big deal unless you get an ingrown toe now. And now you got a big problem, because <laughs> now it hurts. I'm just making a point. Your point, you might feel as though that you are something, man. You're an armpit. I don't know what you might think you are. I don't make any difference. I just think the whole place up. That's not true. That's not true. And I think if we begin moving forward, and you might feel as though, well, you know what? My role is so, I don't even know what my role is. Then begin plugging yourself into places. Give yourself, give it the opportunity Some of you need to go out, and you need to make yourself available to whatever's going on in the children's ministry. Some of you need to go out, and you need to help make yourself available in the nursery. Well, I've done that for so many years. Me too. And I'm back to doing it again. And I'm going to be happy to change some baby diapers again in just a few, in a month or so. Some more poopy diapers. And I'm happy to do that because I know I make a difference in that area, in the church Listen, whenever we don't really feel like we're we're making a difference, it's probably because we're not doing anything or we're not offering. Well, I can't teach and I can't this and I can't that. Can you help keep peace? Can you help organize? Can you clean up? Can you cut weeds? Oh, yeah, but I'll do that only if I have 50 or 40 or 50 other people there. I'll do it. Can you do it by yourself? Can you come alongside? I believe that it takes the faith of a congregation to do what it is that God's called us to do. The faith of a congregation. There are times when, 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 when the ones who provide for others need support themselves. You know, the, these guys that were carrying the guy on the, the mat, I can tell you if we could somehow go back and look at their life, which we don't even know who they are, obviously, But I can tell you that they would probably tell tell about times that they were helped. You know, the the ones that were carrying the guy, they were providing support, encouragement. Come on, man. We're going to get you in there. Don't worry, man. Listen, we're not going to let this stop us. We're going in, man. We're going. They provided resources. They provided their faith. Sometimes it's those people that need faith and encouragement and resources and support. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. And then there's times uh, that that we need that from others. Okay, sometimes we need the faith of five or ten or a congregation. I remember when we were down in Tucson when when Rach was having this surgery. And obviously, you know, I I talked about it last week, you know, how that, uh, you know, David didn't know the end of the story, you know, how that he basically takes the sling and in his heart he must have had con- he did have confidence but he didn't know exactly how it was going to end he didn't know he didn't know the end how it was going to happen but somehow his faith kept him moving forward i'm sitting down in tucson and they're giving us information and details about what they're getting ready to do the surgery and dane and i are talking and we're praying and we're you know, choking up, and we're trying, to, we're trying to do everything we can. And first thing I did when I got I, I got I to get out of here. I got to get out. I walked out, I got my phone, and I started texting people. You know why? Because I need your faith. You need our faith. I send out text messages from time to time when people, I get a, a prayer request, and I'm thinking, I can't handle this. I'll pray, but I need support. I need five or 10 people, and I'll send out text messages to people that I know will pray. That I know will pray. I mean, well, you don't send it to me. That's not because I don't know you'll pray. It's just because I don't maybe have you in my phone. It doesn't matter. My point is, is that we need each other. This man, I believe, would have gone down into history as a no-name. Nobody would have known. We don't know his name. But as a, it would not even have appeared in the scriptures if it hadn't been for these other guys. That jumped in there. And they grabbed him. And they brought him in. And they got him. Before Jesus. Sometimes we need the faith of five or ten or a congregation. Sometimes we need the faith of a spouse. And let me just say this. If I can't pray with my wife, I'm in bad shape. And I'm not criticizing or putting anybody in a bad place. Because I know there are circumstances beyond. But let me say, for you, this year, you got to find that person. And maybe you have a unique situation. Maybe Maybe your spouse is not on the same page. And I understand that. But the truth of the matter is, is if you can just find, I think there's levels, there's levels. You got to have people that have faith, people that have faith. Sometimes you need the, the, the strength, of the faith of a spouse or the faith of a family when you go through things and you, you, you start contacting your family. You need, just, you need to pray for, you know, so-and-so is going through this, this is what's going on. We need a faith of a connect group people i don't want to be isolated church i don't want you to be isolated and the thing is sometimes the things that isolate us are the things that we need others to help us pray through to stand with but i don't want anybody to know because it's embarrassing or i feel so weak or i feel whatever i want you to know the guy laying on that mat wasn't going now if i could get up i would do a bunch of you know he was probably thinking he's probably thinking man if i could just sit up man i I just need help I, i don't know And he might have even come to the point. We don't know. I'm just speculating. He might have come to the point where he wasn't saying anything other than this is the way it is. And his friends come in and they say, man, there's a healing meeting down there. There's a guy that's touching people and healing them. And and I'm sure he probably didn't say, oh, leave me alone. I don't want to go. They picked him up and they carried him down there. There's people sitting out here in their homes that haven't been to church in months and in years, they're like this paralytic can't help himself. You know what? Sometimes it takes one or two to say, Hey, make that call. But what if they say, I don't know, just do it anyway? Because faith without works is D E D, dead. It doesn't work. Faith without actions, without putting it into action, is wasted. It's just waste. It's just a bunch of wah, 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 wah. Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, wah. That's all it is. We talk a good game, but here's the thing wah, 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 wah. And then we go on and do our own thing. Wah, 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 wah. We go on and do our own thing. How about if I believe God can set them free? Oh, I do too. Me too. Let's get a hold of them. Oh, but I don't want to make them uncomfortable. What if they get uncomfortable? Well, I don't want to put myself in that position. But listen, What about these four guys? They're on the roof, and they're tearing off whatever they got to tear off. You think those guys are thinking, we might go to jail today. They didn't really care. I don't know what it was like. have no idea. But the thing was, they went the second mile. They, they went beyond. And here's the deal. Why would I do that for them? Nobody does it for me. We reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. Church, you know what? Let me say, there's quite a harvest coming in for us, for many of you, for many of us. Let's don't grow weary in well-doing, according to Galatians. Let's don't grow weary. Let's don't lose heart. I want to encourage us with this, that sometimes it takes the faith of two or three or four or five, whatever it is, and we can sit back and wait for the feeling and the, the, the experience, the opportunity to, what's oh, gonna happen in a minute. No, no, you know what? I think we, Joe and I were talking about this. We talked about this whole message this morning. Basically, you know, the, those priests, Joe said, you know, until they stepped into that Jordan River, they could have said, well, we're gonna wait for the water to go down. Wait on. Not wait, wait on. Wait on. Sometimes we gotta get our feet wet. You know, man, that's, that's, that's over my head. That one's not. Well, that one's not. That one's not. I think you got to wade on in. Well, it might make people uncomfortable. So what? So what? I'm glad people got on my case years and years ago. Well, maybe that's not the right word, but people pursued me. I'm glad. And the thing is, there's people this year that I believe that God is giving you faith, And if we put it into action, I believe that people's lives and marriages and relationships, their futures and their destinies will be restored and healed and and protected. And breakthrough will happen if we will get involved. But if we won't, I'm not even going to say that. It will. I'm going to pray for us this morning. And this is a simple word. But here, I guess the verse that I saw, one of the verses I saw, the power of the Lord was there to heal. I believe the power of the Lord is here to help people to be free. The power of the Lord is here to help that family to be restored. But you know what they need? They need somebody to come alongside and to help them. Let's pray.